Hi, I'm Neville J. McKenzie, and you're listening to Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Gosok Kuhn is a company secretary, a vital role in any business in Singapore. I'm fortunate to have met her as she has been extremely helpful to me in getting my business up and running. Even before that, I was trying to get her to appear here on this podcast. By her own admission, she has been reluctant, preferring like many people to work diligently in the background of the many businesses that she is part of. But as a business founder, specifically Lioness Corporate Services of her own, and as she plays a more active role in business groups she is a member of, she now feels ready and the need to appear on her first podcast. So now, without further delay, let's begin. Hi, Sokkun. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm uh, Sokkun. I'm, uh, I'm a company secretary from Linus Corporate Services. I've been in the business for about five uh, over years. And previously, I worked as a company secretary in other uh, mid-tier to small firms. Tell us about your job as a corporate service executive or is it corporate secretary? Which do you prefer? Uh, okay, in Singapore, you usually call us um, call ourselves as a company secretary. So our main role is to ensure that businesses comply with the requirements of the laws, such as if you are a company, then you have to comply with the Companies Act of Singapore, and you need to report uh, prepare your financial statement, your accounts according to the Singapore financial reporting standards. Then you need to submit your tax return and then we follow up with uh, business entities to make sure that they file the necessary returns on time. And for other business types, let's say for sole proprietorship, they file their personal tax return and partnership. Uh, how do they pair and file the respective returns and declarations, etc. Okay, usually when someone asks me about what's my jobs or uh, my my positions, and uh, when I'm telling them that I'm a company secretary, uh, most people has the wrong perceptions. We need to clarify the company secretary is based on the statutory requirements on the company's law. The, to make sure that the business, that the board of directors, they, they comply with the regulations and they listen to the advice of the company secretary. So is it an important role? It's so important that it's recognized in the company's act that every company must appoint a company secretary and the duties to appoint the company secretary lines with the board of directors. So the directors has to make sure that the company secretary possess the requisite knowledge and experience to perform the function of a company secretary. For a private company in Singapore, there is no requirement that the company must appoint a qualified secretary. That means the secretary possess the requisite qualification. However, for public company, it has to appoint a secretary with the necessary qualification, such as chartered accountants, lawyers, or chartered secretary. How long does it take to qualify as a company secretary? It depends whether you are an accountant 
or you are a lawyer, so you have to go through the necessary experience, accumulate certain credits in order to be qualified under the professional bodies. For the usual company secretary, maybe it's two to three years to complete the whole syllabus, the whole course. And in your case, how long did it take? In my case, it's about three years. Three years. So that's about the standard time. Yeah, I mean, during my time, but the syllabus changed over the years. Now they can obtain a certificate, then only they proceed to diploma. So it's a partial qualification and then full qualification. So before you complete your studies, you can work as a secretarial assistant to gain the necessary work experience and better understanding. And once you've completed the exam, then you'll be able to obtain the full professional qualification. Tell us about some interesting events in your career that have led to where you are today. I grew up thinking that I would be an accountant. But then, surprisingly, I did not get, I would say, sufficient points to enter into local university. Because in Malaysia, you have to have a there are these quota for entering into a local public universities. So then I ended up enrolled with a college at that time. The course that we are available for our, for us to pick is pretty limited. And I, as I don't want to get into accounts, so I only have a choice to study business administration. So at that time, the college is also prepared us for external examination so that we can get a professional qualification. So they have a collaboration with the Institute of Chartered Secretaries and Administrators UK. So while preparing us to get our diploma, the college also prepared us to obtain a professional qualification. After my graduations uh, in college, I work as an admin assistant. And when I feel that there was as an admin, is like the learning opportunities are too general. I wanted to be more concentrated and more professional. So I decided to continue the journey as a company secretary, especially when I come to Singapore. What led to you coming to Singapore? The opportunity to learn, I would say. In Malaysia, I feel that a lot of things is very slow-paced. And the environment for me to learn is pretty limited. And I want to, you know, have a, have a very good environment for me to pick up uh, my language, which is English, because English is not my mother. And then when I come to Singapore, if I go to an administrative job, of course, the salary is pretty low. And there are very good demand for company secretaries. So I decided that I should go ahead with what I study and professional qualification. And what is the biggest impact that coming to Singapore has had on your career? I get to improve, of course, uh, in English. And then secondly is the working environment and the opportunity to learn is wide. And then uh, the materials, learning materials, uh, I would say that pretty much available in Singapore as we go online and then when we deal with the authorities, it's very easily accessible and we do things more effectively and efficiently in a fast pace. Yeah, so I pick up my learning pretty fast. What is a key goal 
for your business or profession in general at the moment? My key goal is to continue to adapt to changes in Singapore, change of uh, policy, change of laws, change of the way doing business is going very, very fast paced. So I do all my best to adapt to all the changes, to understand, even for as a company secretary, though our key role is to make sure business comply with legal requirements, but we are also an administrators. We cannot just look at the company's law alone. We also need to understand about personal data protection because ECRA requires us to collect our clients' personal data and to do a screening on our clients to make sure that they do not involve in uh, money laundering or financing of fellow reserves or you know, deal with all this dirty money. And besides that, we also need to know about cybersecurity because after the pandemics, everybody go for digital, everything go online. You also need to understand the cybersecurity to protect the personal data that you have collected. And then we also need to learn a little bit about the accounting as well as taxation to help our clients to guide them, to lead them to the proper person such as the lawyer, the accountants or a tax expert to help them do their tax planning, not tax education. As a company secretary, we also learn about human resources and the employment law and how to deal with the Ministry of Manpower when you're hiring foreign professionals. Also, we have to encourage our clients to be fairly, be fair in their employment. You know, they consider hiring the local resident as well to give them the equal opportunity. What would your initial comments or anecdotes, personal stories, about starting a business in Singapore, would you give someone? Before you start your business, you need to do a lot of planning and study about the area, the business that you want to start. And before you get into the business, of course, you gain your experience through your uh, employment, existing employment. I would encourage people to try to learn as many areas as possible. Yeah, because when you go into business, you are a business person. So you cannot just specialize in your areas where you work. For example, you are an engineer. So you learn about all the technicals, about fixing the machines, how to apply, how to use and all these. But when you go into a business, you are a business person. So there are more things that you need to learn. You need to learn about market, you need to understand about, let's say if you are hiring, you need to learn about you know, what kind of expertise you are hiring to help you in your business. So it, you need to have a switch of your mindset. So while you are under employment, when your employers are telling you to do something which is outside your scopes, just take on the challenge and learn as many areas as possible. What in your opinion make somebody a really good at being a corporate secretary? Being a corporate secretary is not just about completing the forms for returns and filings or with uh, the compliance checklist. Secretary must also possess a business sense, I would say. That means they must understand their customers or their clients' business and then how the clients works, management and all these to be able to help the client, not just filling the compliance timeline, 
filling in the forms and filing. So a good corporate secretary must also understand various other requirements, apart from the business law, apart from the company's law. They need to also understand the contract law, the agency law, employment law. There are many areas that they need to uh, learn and to, as I said before, be willing to learn as many areas as expect as possible. Person must also be able to adapt to changes because change of law, change of requirements, change of policies happen. I, I would say quite a fast pace in Singapore. Like every three to five years, continuously. I think not just three to five years. A lot of uh, changes in legal requirements happen every now and then, and we have to always make sure that. We are keeping updated and abreast of all these changes and how to apply them and make use of these changes and help our clients in their business and in meetings the compliance required. Looking forward to the next year, what are some of your hopes and aspirations for your personal and professional life? Uh, to continue to grow my business and hopefully my business will grow uh, big enough, making enough profits for me to cover and hiring a uh, staff. I would like to also to pass down my work experience and teach as many people about being a good company secretary to the younger generations and instill their interest uh, to be a company secretary. Because in Singapore, the demand for company secretary is there. However, the supply of qualified, experienced staff is pretty limited. You can see the markets keep demanding for a qualified and experienced company secretaries. It's always there. But why is that? As I've said before, a lot of people, they don't even realize the role of this chartered secretary or company secretary. For them, is that when they see about this course, they are thinking that they're going to be the personal assistant. They are not aware. That's why a lot of uh, public or in general or those who are not in the business may not know who or what is the role of a company secretary. Because of that, and a lot of younger generations, they usually go for more high-demand courses such as the information technology, the AI, or being an accountant. It's not many people understand and familiar about the role of a company secretary. A lot of people perceive company secretary as an unglamorous job. And you perceive it as? I perceive as it's a very important role in terms of compliance, in terms of doing businesses. You need the support of a company secretary to guide you, understand you know, how you're going to start your business, what areas that you need to pay attention with, because there are a lot of people when you are over, overly concentrate about making money, you forgot about the compliance and the implication can be very serious. You may end up paying hefty penalties. Uh, you may end up being called, summoned to court for not, for example, for, for not paying tax because you forgot to prepare your accounts. You forgot to submit your tax because you have a million dollars projects. But all this, because of non-compliance, it will affect your business, for sure. Do you see your role as uh, reminding the, the directors, 
the CEOs of what they should be doing? Is that part of your role? Give them a nudge every now and then. Yes, that's part of my role. As you know, Neville, I, I often send you reminder, uh, always, always very early reminder about time for you to renew your employment pass and what you need to do with your business. You know, besides about compliance, I will also encourage my clients to, you know, especially if they are new in the business, to be aware of beside the compliance as well as developing their business. And sometimes I even put in an effort to link up uh, my clients so that they can share different kinds of experience to expand their knowledge. For example, my client A and client B, they are selling two different products, but they are in the online marketing selling their products. So I will link them up to discuss how to, you know, what are the areas that they need to share, they share with each other how to do their online marketing better and how to cut costs. So my role is really far beyond a company search. That sort of leads on to the business groups that you belong to. Can you tell us something about the business groups that you might belong to? So when I started my business, I tried to uh, attend a few uh, business networking sessions and I came across this business development society during one of the networking sessions to the meetup platform. And then I get to know the founder, Gary and Nash, as well as Ryan. And I find that they are very supportive and encouraging. And the networking group has uh, no, not so aggressive is because they, they are not aggressive in pushing you to give them business. So they are about learning from each other, supporting each other. That's why I find that this business development society is really a, a business networking group that I find it very comfortable where I can learn from others and I don't have any stressful expectations from the networking group that I must give them referrals, must bring them customers. It's stress-free, making a lot of people from different areas and understand their businesses and what they are doing, learning along the way, as well as able also to share with other people who just started their business, able to share with them a journey and encourage them and also guide them. So I also offer uh, through this networking group, I also get to know some people who really keen starting their business. They really sit down with me and I give them a lot of free advice. And whether they come back to me as customers or not, they're always open up to make friends, sincere, genuine friends. As a business owner yourself, do you find that the experience you've learned helps you to, to help others, especially foreigners, when they come into Singapore? It definitely helpful along the, my business journey pick up a lot of different areas. I couldn't pick up, I could not learn as an employee myself. So I learned from a lot of other people from other areas and sharing of information and knowledge and experience. And I can pass this down to other new business owners and also to, to help foreigners 
obtaining an employment pass in Singapore to become a business owner. Do you enjoy your job? Oh yes, yes, I enjoy my job in meeting people, in helping people understand what they need to do. When I came across people who want to start their business, when they approached me, I realized that they have no idea about starting a business. The first idea they have is that oh, I have a products or I have an expertise, and I want to sell them. But how do you sell them? And before you sell them, what you need to do? All these they they are not aware. So when I tell them along, guided them along the journey, what kind of business entity they should consider, uh, what the risks that they have to access, they possibly may face, and whether they need to protect themselves with like limited liability or is they are just small business, a sole proprietorship or partnership is good to go, and then how in partnering with others. What are the factors you should consider when you try to partner with others? And it's always good to have a clear uh, written agreement so that when there is any misunderstanding or conflicts, you aware that you have pre-agreed in advance, such as for example, your sharing of profit and contribution. So you might be partnering with someone, and you might contribute more than the other parties. But you have already agreed in advance that you know the certain percentage of your contribution. So whatever you contribute beyond your agreed amount is you voluntarily want to push up the your business. You want to continue with the business. So it's your voluntary contribution. You can't blame your partners. If you think that you are doing more than your partners, you are making more money than your partners. Of course, you may consider buying up your partner shares. Own your business hundred percent, because when whenever I came across people doing business in partnership with others, at the beginning is always this. I I know this friend for long. I trust uh, the other party so much, but when the business is making money or not making money, you start to have these conflicting ideas, conflicting thoughts, and the contributions and things. Will arise, which when you start your business with your friends or your partners, you will never think of. So I always have to talk to them, preempt them, and always encourage them to have written agreement or an email understanding. If you don't want to go to a lawyer to finalize your formal agreement, at least you have a basic points of your mutual agreement and understanding. Otherwise, yeah, my role is to be in between these. Two person when especially when there are conflicts arises and I need to be fair to both of them because they both are the owners of the business and. How can anyone get in touch with you? They can look me through LinkedIn. I'm Sokun from Lioness Corporate Services, by the way. And I'll be putting links into the show notes. Have a good weekend. You too. You too. Have a good weekend. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Thank you, Neville. Thanks. Appreciate it. Take care. Yep. Safe. Safe. Bye. A special thanks to Sok Kun. We wish you all the best and look forward to seeing you in the future, listeners. If you're looking to open a business in Singapore, reach out directly to Go Sok Kun, who you can find on LinkedIn. 
the Lioness Corporate Services website is currently under construction and will be added to this episode's page on asiabizstories.com in the future. And remember, if you're an entrepreneur living in Singapore, we'd love to meet you in person at any of our meetups. <laughs>